time for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, good Wednesday afternoon. Welcome in. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. We know that. We're back live on Fox Sports Rapid City, the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Glad you're a part of the program. Good lineup tonight. Great guests. Some great interviews coming up. Local, regional, national. We've got you covered on Fox Sports Rapid City, the Nate Brown Show, brought to you in part by the rehab doctors, the non-operative experts in the Black Hills when it comes to pain relief without surgery, the rehab doctors, the team. They remind you, There's no referral necessary. You have a choice for your medical care, and when it comes to neck pain, back pain, and injury, see the rehab doctors and get pain relief without surgery. Start uh, feeling better. Take your first step uh, at therehabdoctors.com, the official sports medicine physicians of the Rapid City Rush. On a Wednesday, the rehab doctor is getting us started. South Dakota Sports Talk Show. We're going to jump into this. Um, the Open is tomorrow, right? The Open. People say the British Open. It is the Open. It goes back to St. Andrews, the home of golf. The home of golf. The Open starting tomorrow. We've got Cam Rogers coming up. So who's the betting favorite for as the Open starts uh, as we go back to St. Andrews? The Open's at St. Andrews for the first time since 2015. I think I have that right. So we've got the Open. Cam Rogers coming up, national golf analyst for Believe. Great golf guest. And we'll break down some of the favorites. Who's the betting favorite? Um, a lot of people are saying Rory McIlroy. Are you going to go down that road? Rory McIlroy. And then there's a lot of bets coming in on who? Guess who? <laughs> Tiger Woods. And um, it is what it is. It's intriguing. Tiger's back, so I'm automatically plugged in uh, tomorrow. We'll get to Cam Rogers, National Golf Analyst for Believe. National NFL writer for SB Nation, Jason Hirshhorn's in. His reaction to Baker Mayfield to Carolina and uh, the season coming soon. No question about it. Jason Hirshhorn on the way. By the way, I just saw this was released. The Minnesota Vikings got their preseason ranking by a national publication. Okay, My Denver Broncos don't have their preseason ranking yet, so I can't say that one. But I saw this today. The Minnesota Vikings get their preseason ranking. Where do they rank out of the 32 NFL teams? Where do they rank, do you, th- do you think? We'll get into that. Uh, Jason Hirschhorn on the way, national NFL writer. Thor Nystrom's going to pop by today, college football analyst for Fantasy Pros. He was with NBC Sports. New gig for Thor. We've had him on the show. We'll get him tonight. Uh, Thor Nystrom coming up. Also, Rapid City Rush, signing players. Rush had a great season. They make uh, Scott Burt their head coach and general manager. If you missed that this summer, and now they're signing players One of the guys coming back, a favorite from last year, he's going to join us tonight, Logan Nelson, talking some Rush hockey. Why did he come back and sign with the Rush? We will get to that. Logan Nelson's going to join us live. Busy Wednesday show. Let's get going. 720-1067 if you want to join the program. Welcome back in on the program. 720-1067. We'll get you on. The Barons-Wilson text line also open and ready. Direct text the show. 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. Okay, now you know. So something that, uh, you know, I say we're July 13th. We're July 13th, and we're 
less than a month away now from some of these high school practices starting here in South Dakota. So I was thinking about this and I was going through some of the changes in in high school sports in South Dakota. And I thought, I'm going to start today's show with with a question and I wonder which people, which, which side people are going to go on this because the trend that has happened this summer, this uh, offseason and this summer in South Dakota, the trend right before we get to start high school sports here, most of the new high school coaches getting hired are what? And I don't have, I don't have the exact number, but I've gone through this. I've been looking at this from the Black Hills to Sioux Falls across the state. Most of the new high school coaches getting hired, uh, these are varsity head coaches now, not sophomore, JV, whatever that may be. Most of the high school varsity head coaches that are getting hired are what? Younger. Younger. Is that just me getting older? No. So I'm going to put myself, you know, I'm I'm getting older, but I'm going to put myself in the more experienced category. And so I'm trying to determine... What's the story, not only in South Dakota, but across the, the landscape of coaching? I've said I think a coaching shortage is upon us, and I think it could be getting worse. And so what you're seeing is, there, from jobs from Belfouche to, to wherever, the, the coaches that are getting hired this summer, the coaches that are taking these positions, are younger, meaning... I see a job there in Aberdeen. The coach hasn't had any varsity experience. The coach hasn't had any varsity experience. I see another coach um, here in the Black Hills. No varsity experience. Some middle school experience, and, and it is what it is. So my point in this in this whole thing, this doesn't just seem like, uh, okay, well, the summer of 2022, it was just an anomaly. There were some young coaches hired. That That's just the way it is. I believe now as, as, as schools move forward, the coaching profession, if you, if you can call it that, I would call it that, the coaching profession is going to be looking at a small number of candidates and the reason there isn't a lot of experience, the reason there isn't, hey, I was a coach here, I was a coach there, we used to see that. If you had a varsity head coaching job, you used to usually have some experience on the backside. There's two things going on, I think. I think. And I think it's uh, worthy to be highlighted here because I think parents need to hear it because fans and parents have some expectations, even on the high school level of, hey, what type of coach are we getting? Uh, Are we getting expertise? Are we getting somebody that's been through the deal and knows how to relate to kids and knows the sport they're coaching and, and the whole thing? What, what are we getting at? So there's going to be expectations, and there's two things going on, I think. You just look across the board from Aberdeen to Bell to wherever. Okay, many of the new coaches hired this summer, very young, with limited experience as uh, coaches and, and head coaches at the high school level. And the two things are what? One is there's um, people looking at it saying, well, maybe we can go the younger route. Maybe we can go the younger route because what do you hear? They can relate to kids. They're up to speed on some of that stuff rather than the old crusty guys like me. So I think that's a benefit, by the way. Some people would say, if you're a young coach, you've got the uh, relatability. You can relate to the kids these days a little bit better than the old my way or the highway type coach. 
That's what some people would say. So there's one thing. I think that could be the case of, hey, there's passion. There's energy. They maybe don't have as many requirements outside in their personal life. Okay, all these commitments here and commitments there. So there's passion, energy, time. That's uh, that side of it and the relatability. And then the other thing that's going on, I believe, when you're, when you're having to hire really young coaches with not as much experience as maybe you would hope, you, you do have to look at it and say, the older coaches are not doing that anymore. So you're not getting into the Wayne Sullivan's who's been there forever at STM. Dave Hollenbeck's been there forever at, at STM on the boys' basketball side. Brandon Candlin's been there a long time. Those type of coaches, I think, are few and far between. Maybe there will be some that will hang on. Maybe there will be some that will settle in. Their family gets settled in. They want to coach, and they want to have a long legacy at a school like Larry Luchens. Are we ever going to see that again? A Larry Luchens at Custer? The long, I'm here, I'm, I'm coach, consistency, building a program. And Are, are we going to see that in today's environment, or is there – Man, people complain about this, complain about that. I get burned out. I don't get paid anything, and it's just a tough road in coaching. I'm going to say you're probably getting down to the candidates when you don't have as many applicants, and the high schools are looking across here. Hey, who could we hire? They're going young for maybe a couple of different reasons. The old experienced coaches I don't think are hanging on as long. And the fact is, maybe the young route is what people want to do. Let me ask that question. I'll ask that question as I get started on the Nate Brown Show. I've just noticed it. It's not a uh, one-off. I believe that. I think this is going – you're going to see this, I think, for a while. Now, you know, you have to start somewhere. So some people say, hey, if you're a young person, you got to start somewhere. I had to start as a young guy in this business, Right doing a morning show and getting up at 3.30 and, and the whole thing. I had to start somewhere. By the way, I didn't even start the morning show. I started uh, just running games and, and learning the ropes and the whole thing. So you got to start somewhere. But right now what I'm seeing, there's coaches getting hired here in South Dakota on the high school front. Not much um, high school experience, a little bit, and not much head coaching experience. I've seen coaches getting hired without head coaching experience. So I ask you this question. Um, if you if you were hiring a coach today, all things being equal, let me tell you what uh, – let me ask you what you would be looking for. If you're hiring a high school head coach, and parents, they think about this, and so I wonder which direction you would go. If you're hiring a high school coach today, would you go young and relatable – and passionate and full of energy? Or would you look for that older, experienced coach coming in that's been there, done that, maybe set in their ways? I honestly wonder about that because I don't have all the facts in front of me of why did these young coaches get hired this season? Why did these uh, young coaches with not a lot of experience get hired? Was there Were there various factors, not as many applicants, or – did they go that route to find energy, um, youth, passion, relatability? I, I have some ideas sometimes, but I don't know that for sure. So I ask that question of the day. If you're hiring a coach in today's world, some people would say, well, of course you want experience. You want experience, but at the same token, 
a lot of people might not like that experience being um, what it was. A lot of people might, they see that as what, rigid, old school. I'm an old school guy, so I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I, I would answer this question as, I would go older and experienced. That may not uh, surprise too many of you. I would go older and experienced, but it has to be the right person, right? You still have to be able to respect the kids, the players, relate to them. You still have to. And I don't think you can be buddy-buddy with them. I don't think you want to be buddy-buddy. I've seen great coaches. A lot of them aren't buddy-buddy. A lot of them have a lot of respect. There's respect. There's a relationship there. It's not hey, we're friends, I'm only five years older than you, just out of college and, and trying to be hip, trying to be cool. That's when you get, um, that's when you can get in a little bit of trouble. I'm going to ask you this. If you had all things equal, which coach would you hire today? Young, passionate, relatable, older, and experienced, if you had your choice. By the way, I'm surprised by the results so far. Maybe it's just me, Krusty, uh, Nate Brown, on on the program. I'm not as old as you may think, okay? I'm not <laughs> I'm not as old as, uh, as I sound. Maybe I am. Look at the results so far. 56%. I'm surprised. Go younger. 56% go younger. 44% uh, say older. 44% say older. So that's interesting to me. That really is interesting to me. Let's go to the Barons-Wilson text line as well. Um, I want to see what you guys say on this. If you want to get in, we'll get you 720-1067. 720-1067. Let me, let me pull this up. I'm surprised by the initial results as we just get going. Just getting going. It's in some more votes coming in, so it's changing as I go. 65% of the audience said I would hire younger high school head coaches. 35% older. Have we had bad experiences with, with older coaches? I mean, I'll just throw out an example. If I've got Dave Hollenbeck on the sideline, this is just an example. I've known Dave for a long time, covered a lot of his teams at uh, St. Thomas More. If I've got Dave Hollenbeck on one sideline and a brand new coach on the other, I'm, I'm going Hollenbeck all day. I mean, the results are there, right? The results are there. And, uh, if I had that choice, I'm saying, okay, here's the candidates, and I have a coach like Hollenbeck or a Larry Luchens or whoever back in the day applying for a job, that's the that's the direction I'm going to go. I'm going to go older and experienced. Um, the audience saying, at least right now, younger. Let's make sure. Let's see what you say. 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. It's freezing up. Too many coming in. We'll get it. Um, listener text. I think all being equal, I would hire the younger guy. It's passionate, relatable, uh, re relatability, also cheaper and more easily persuaded. Yeah, but that's uh, we don't want that. <laughs> oh, so if you're saying you're hiring him and you can persuade him to do things, um, maybe that's where sick. I think the reason for all the younger hires is because they're more readily available, not the older veteran coaches. Yeah, and, and um, I think it's... I think it's a trend now. I think it's a trend, and there's factors here. Um, older coaches are getting a little burned out, I think. You're not going to have the guys stay there for 20 years anymore. That's what I believe for various reasons. And then middle-aged, uh, not older, older, but middle-aged guys, 
Let's say I would fit that. Am I a middle-aged man? This is scary thought. Scary thought. And then I, I would say, well, I got family commitments and I got family responsibilities. We had some coaches just retire or, or resign up in Spearfish because of family. They've been coaching for a long time. And they said, you know, kids are getting older. A lot of activities, we're resigning. So you have that factor. So what's left? A lot of the times, yes, you're right, the younger side. That, that's what's left. And I'm saying if you could hire younger or older today, I see many of the coaches in South Dakota this season. They're, many of them are young. When I say young, I'm not talking 30. I'm talking 20s. I'm talking fresh out, right? Not a lot of experience there. Um, Lister text, remember these older experienced coaches were young at one time and also had to start somewhere themselves. Correct, correct. And I said that. sometimes. It's just like me. I started out, I can't even remember what I was doing. I was just starting out like filling in on radio, right? Working on a rock station, filling in and just doing the Saturdays and Sundays and doing it at night and the, and the whole thing and learning my ropes. And then you work your way through. I get it. I'm just telling you the coaches, many of them now aren't sticking with it whether it's burnout, whether it's family commitments, whatever it may be, and then now we've got a shortage, and now you've got younger coaches getting hired that don't have hardly any experience at all. So I would hire if I could. That's the question. Older experience, that's my choice. A lot of you are saying you'd go the younger route anyway. Um, let's see. Listener text 720-1067, 720-1067. The administration in a tiny South Dakota town is willing to take any coach, new or old. A brand-new coach won't have a long leash compared to a tenured, experienced coach. So which would you hire, older or younger? Many, many coaches getting hired uh, very, very young. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. I'm saying that's the, the story this, this year in South Dakota. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Well, since most people under 50 – do not understand the word commitment. I mean... Under 50? Come on, give me a little credit. Come on. All right, I'll go 45 years. Where you at? <laughs> I'm still under there. I'm still under there. Oh, I'm, I'm a young man. I'm a young man. That's why I keep telling you, your generation's <laughs> ruining it for us. There, there you my go. My baseball was... Hey, my baseball was fine without that dang box on the TV. Okay. My I... baseball was fine... <laughs> I got you on now, that. You okay, who would you hire, though? Who would you hire, younger or older? That, that's my question. Am I at a public school or a Catholic school? Well, yeah, either one. Either one. All right, public school, I'd probably go middle age. He's not burned out yet with the public school or the administration. If I was in a Catholic school, I'd take a Dave Hollenbeck at 90 any day of the week. <laughs> Okay. Or a 200-year-old Wayne Sullivan. So there's I'd a difference. There's a difference for you. Well, there is. Wayne Sullivan doesn't have to answer to parents, really. Neither does Dave Hollenbeck. That Catholic church is different. You can tell me anything you want, but I've been through the best Catholic school, and that's in Omaha. And you just got to look at an old Coach Jaworski who had 350 college football wins or high school wins. Now, who are you going to hire if Jaworski showed up on your door? Yeah, I know. See, that's the thing. That's the thing is I think we're gonna we're not going to have coaches, Steve, that stay in this thing 20 years. And so now I'm seeing it already this summer. There's coaches getting hired. Varsity head coaches, no experience hardly at all. And, I don't, you know, 
uh, there's there's various reasons for that, and maybe it'll work there out. There is, and I tell you what, the biggest downfall here with post, well, I won't even say their name because, but there's a certain Legion baseball team once they went to the parent deal club, I'll call it, that runs it. That's when post twenty two went downhill. Parents need to stay home and let that old coach coach. You know, if you don't like that old coach, transfer. All right, buddy. But just because your little Billy has issues, <laughs> and he's the only one out of 27 kids, now I mean. Now you're opening up a can of worms. But I, 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 I did, Nate, just for you, brother. Because <laughs> you've right. been gone so long. Where yeah. have you been? I, I'm back, buddy. I'm back. Thanks, man. I thought I'd seen that helicopter flying. I see your picture <laughs> up in the sky, and I'm going, that son of a gun. I'm back for a few weeks, thankfully. All right. Well, I hope so, Nate. It's part of my day plan. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Thanks okay, for getting in. Um, 720-1067 is our number. The Nate Brown Show getting started. I just want this. Um, um, I'm, I'm asking you if you could hire a high school coach. Many of them getting hired this summer, very, very young. Very, very young, lack of experience. Some people would say that's a benefit. Young, passionate, uh, not a lot of commitments outside of there. You need that. I know all these things that go into coaching, time, commitment, the whole thing. Um, would you hire young or old? Older experience, young and relatable. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate, I like, uh, I like the idea of young Coaches, you look at McVeigh and Shanahan and and that whole tree in the NFL. Those are all young guys. Yeah, interesting. Um, interesting. So, you know, at a high school level, yeah, experience helps. But you know, there's so much more uh, information out there that that can get you up to speed. Good point. You know, Good it used point. to be you yeah. know, it used to be an intern from the old crotchety guy for 10 years <laughs> and then get your chance at a junior high job <laughs> you know what i right, mean right right but, and you know like now i think the information's out there that you can you can be a good coach at a young age so okay that's a good point uh, i appreciate that that's that's a good thought thanks for getting in um now that's interesting that's interesting so he's saying that information gap's closed the information gap's closed. You don't need to be an experienced coach to have success. I still be, uh, believe in experience. Been there, done that. I, I really believe in that. Uh, listener text coming in. Nate, football's the copycat league. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you who it is. Sean McVay, enough said. Sean McVay, so, so he went down that same road with that listener just said. Sean McVay, all these young coaches getting hired. That's so interesting. And then you bring it all the way down to South Dakota. I don't know if it's a we're searching for young coaches. My, uh, this is just a guess. I, I've Well, it's, not, it's a little educated guess. I've talked to administrators here in the state, and they've told me the candidate pool is small. The coaching high school candidate pool in South Dakota is smaller than it's ever been. When you'd have a job open at a high school varsity level, you could get 30 to 40 applicants. And I've, I've been told it's some of these places you're getting four. You're getting four. So, so that tells me, too, is, okay, we got to get the right person. It's getting harder to get the right person. And now there's um, some, of the, some of the folks that are even applying for these jobs are really, really young. So I don't think we're searching out the young uh, coaches, 
and I hope it really works out on this side of it to where, hey, I appreciate the young coaches stepping up and doing it, by the way, because what, what do all the old folks say? These young people don't do a thing. No responsibility. No commitment. No, you know, I appreciate the young coaches that say, yeah, I'm, whether I'm fresh out of college or not, I want to get into this coaching world. And uh, if I'm going to step in and get an opportunity a little quicker, that's just the world we live in, I guess. If I had my choice, I would choose older and experienced, but I think that choice is dwindling. That's my thought. It's interesting, though. The Twitter, um, the Twitter reaction on this question is 65% of you would prefer a younger high school coach. 35% of you would prefer an older high school coach. That's interesting. Really, we'll, we'll touch on that uh, later in the program. Let's get going. Jason Hershorn's on the way. What uh, ranking would you give the Minnesota Vikings before this season started? Just just random here. There was, a, uh, there was a ranking. It just came out this week, and they put the Minnesota Vikings, where did they rank them out of the 32 NFL teams? Where do the Vikings rank? Talk to Jason Hershorn, NFL writer, next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports, Rapid City. Hello, this is Robbie at Bargain Barn Tire Pros. At Bargain Barn Tire Pros, we are what we like to call your one-stop vehicle shop. Some of you don't realize that we're more than just a tire shop. We are a full-service center. We do brakes, shocks, alignments, and we also do exhaust. So if your vehicle is loud or making a squeak, call the pros at Tire Pros. 1610 Campbell Street, 1811 Deadwood Avenue, or look us up on the web at BarganBarnTire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Partly cloudy tonight, lows around 69. Southerly winds, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Partly cloudy again tomorrow, high of 96. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night, slight chance for scattered storms, lows around 70. Temps swell above average Friday and Saturday with highs in the low 90s. Storms both days. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 82. Building new is a great way to get the home of your dreams. Let Black Hills Federal Credit Union help with individualized solutions. Finance up to 100% of your project with BHFCU's single close construction loan, giving you the buying power you need in this crazy market. Plus, experience peace of mind when you lock in your rate at the beginning of the process. Learn more at BHFCU.com or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is an equal housing lender. Whether you're grilling burgers at the cabin or roasting hot dogs around a campfire, Village Hearth and Artisan Hearth Buns and Rolls are a summertime essential. With so many varieties to choose from, including classic white and wheat, unsliced old-fashioned, brioche, gourmet French, and flavorful onion, Village Hearth and Artisan Hearth has the buns and rolls your family will love. Village Hearth and Artisan Hearth, baked locally and delivered fresh daily. Danny Manholt Rapid Chevrolet buys cars. You heard that right. We don't just sell cars, we buy them too. We make cash offers to purchase local cars, trucks, and SUVs every day. Tired of listing online? Tired of messages? Or just tired of making payments? Whatever the reason, make an appointment at rapidchevrolet.com for a no-obligation appraisal. It's fast and free. When you're ready to sell, we're ready to buy. At Danny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet, Rapid City. 
Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. stuff as we get started on a Wednesday thought-provoking sports talk we're back on Fox Sports Rapid City the Nate Brown show by the way Steve said I was you know where have you been I I was back yesterday Steve I was back yesterday (laughs) yeah we're back we're back glad to be back by the way busy show tonight hang on we'll uh, give you some golf odds with golf analyst Cam Rogers for the open tomorrow back at St. Andrews for the first time in seven years the home of golf the PGA here, not live, okay? It's PGA tomorrow. Cam Rogers coming up, uh, believe, golf analyst. Jason Hershorn's on. Oh, we haven't talked to Jason for a while. I wanted to get his take on Baker Mayfield to the Vikings to wherever we go here. Month away from some real football coming up. NFL writer, SB Nation. He's on Twitter at by underscore JBH. It's Jason Hershorn back on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Jason, how are you? Good to talk to you, Nate. It's been a while. No doubt. I hope you're having a good summer, man. I appreciate you coming on. Let me go to that headline. Um, came out last week, 4th of July week, and I wasn't here, and so I'm like, okay, we got to hit on this thing. Baker Mayfield to Carolina. Um, when that happened, you thought what? Well, I thought that Baker Mayfield, to a certain degree, finally caved in a particular way. Now, he did not want to return to the Cleveland Browns. This was well-documented. Baker had all but said that publicly, too. But he, up to that point, had given no indication that he was willing to take a pay cut. And this year of his contract, the fifth-year option of his rookie deal, was fully guaranteed for almost $20 million. And because it was fully guaranteed, it really limited what the Browns could do. It's not like the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo, who could have released Garoppolo and saved money. Baker Mayfield is going to be on the books for the same amount, whether they had him on the roster, whether they cut him, or whether they traded him without a contract restructuring like the one that he did. So he finally decided that he was willing to take a little bit of a pay cut. He's still making most of that money he was set to make. But now he gets to go to the Carolina Panthers. He goes into what they're calling a quarterback competition. But I think we all know in good conscience that this is going to be Baker's job to lose. They have some weapons, at least when they're healthy. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey headlines that group. And for Baker Mayfield, in an offense that's going to be fairly different, we think, from the one that he's run the last few years under Kevin Stefanski, it's an opportunity for him to really just reboot his career. Now, this could be the difference between Baker Mayfield becoming, I don't want to say Ryan Tannehill part two, because that really feels like a high expectation for anybody in his position. But the difference between being maybe a starter for some period of time again beyond this season or a journeyman backup. I mean, that's really the crossroads that he's at at this point in his career. Okay, I look at it. Speaking of the Browns, what do you think we're going to find out? We're going to find out, I would think, pretty soon about Deshaun Watson. How's that going to play out, do you believe? Well, that's a difficult question because really nobody knows. And anyone who's projecting a certain amount of games Sean Watson is going to miss is almost certainly pulling this out of thin air. The decision is going to be made ultimately by the league, but the way it works now under the new CBA, 
Sue Robinson is going to recommend a suspension or a non-suspension theory to the league, and the league can either run with it, which most expect them to do. They can try to make it longer or shorter if they feel that's necessary. It's a very convoluted process. But the thing is, right now, everyone's waiting on Sue Robinson. And until she renders her decision, and that's not expected for upwards of another week and a half, two weeks, it's really anybody's guess how long the suspension is. And again, this includes the people in the league office. They have maybe ideas because obviously they presented the case, but they don't really know where that's going to come down. So at this point, it's extremely difficult to say. You know, if hypothetically Deshaun Watson was to get, let's just say, like around six to eight games, I think they just, the Browns, that is, just roll with the roster they have now and roll with Jacoby Brissett in particular as their quarterback until Watson returns. If Watson was to get a full season or pretty close to, then I think things get interesting for the Browns because I don't know that they are really truly committed to the idea of Jacoby Brissett being a full season starter. That They didn't think that way when they signed him and when they traded for Deshaun Watson. So a lot of big decisions will get made within the next few weeks. I expect that we'll know before the start of training camp. But again, that's not till the end of the month. Jason Hershorn, NFL writer, SB Nation, here on the Nate Brown Show. Find him on Twitter. Follow him at by underscore JBH. So did the could the Browns have done anything else with the Baker Mayfield situation? Did they make a mistake or it is what it is for them. They didn't buy into Baker, and uh, that's the end of the story. I don't know if it's as simple as saying they did the right thing or they did the wrong thing, but the very end of the situation with Mayfield, they, they did the best that they could, right? Like they were able to get most of Mayfield's money off of their books. They got a late-round pick in return for him. It's better than nothing. So from that perspective, yeah, they made out pretty well, but obviously this is a mess of their own making. Had the Browns not traded for or inquired to trade for Deshaun Watson, then Mayfield's probably the starting quarterback for this season. And, you know, it's easy to forget given how poorly he played last season when he was injured, especially with that, that shoulder injury. But we're less than, you know, two years removed from Baker Mayfield playing at a very high level. Now, Baker Mayfield's probably overrated at a particular time. He was very efficient, but it's an offense that, especially with that play-action game, can make a lot of sort of middling quarterbacks look really, really good. But that still could have been a winning situation. If Mayfield is healthy last season, the Browns are probably making it to the playoffs, and beyond that, who knows? It's a very talented overall roster. So it's kind of where you draw the line. If you view it as, again, what they did at the end, yeah, they did the best they could, but ultimately they have to look themselves in the mirror to figure out how did we let all of these things fall this way that we had a disgruntled quarterback, former number one overall pick, that we almost couldn't move. Jason, I want to get to this. A lot of Vikings fans around here, and uh, I just saw this preseason ranking. A lot of the publications are coming out with this ranking and that ranking. I just saw this one today. Um, the Minnesota Vikings in the league ranked as the 21st best team. Now, my deal on that, I think that's uh, not enough respect. But maybe outside of this Minnesota Vikings bubble here in Rapid City, maybe that's where they should be without having to go through every team. Vikings are right behind the Dolphins and right in front of the Steelers. Vikings at 21st best team. Fair? 
I mean, my initial reaction is that's probably not, as you put it, giving them enough respect. But I think it's important to note where that Vikings team really is. Whenever there's a head coaching change, especially when it's a team that wasn't you know, one of the bottom teams in the league, and the Vikings obviously didn't meet expectations in 2021, but they were not a bad team. That team was still a fairly functional defense, even if it didn't meet their usual standard. The offense certainly looked pretty decent overall relative to the rest of the league. They just couldn't get it done. Now, you bring in a new coach, someone who by most accounts is going to be better for the culture of that team, it's easy to say, okay, that team that was already you know, at least okay should perform better. But we always pretend that the things that were good last season are going to stay as good this season. And the top of the line of a lot of big parts of that Vikings roster are very, very old, which doesn't mean that they're going to play poorly, but it certainly brings that into question. You know, is that Vikings defensive, like the the, uh, back seven in particular, is that group going to perform as well as it did, you know, two years ago, three years ago? It's a big question mark. You know, they have lost some guys. I know they brought some in, you know, Zary Smith being probably the biggest name addition there. He obviously is coming off of a pretty significant back injury, so it's unclear whether or not he's going to be a true field filter like he was with Green Bay or if he's going to be more of an ancillary piece. But also, it's going to be a new scheme on defense. And they brought in Ed Donatel, a very tested, very worthwhile choice for defensive coordinator. But it is a different scheme. It's going to be, they're going to be running something that's more akin to that Vic Fangio style of defense. That's pretty different in a lot of ways from what Mike Zimmer has run there pretty much forever, it seems. And a lot of good players may not have as much success because of that adjustment. Then you go to the offense. You know, they, they still have Kirk Cousins. You know, Cousins gets a lot of criticism. Some of it deserved, a lot of it not. But that's still a pretty okay situation to be a quarterback relative to a lot of other teams. They have some pretty talented weapons around him. Justin Jefferson is not just one of the better receivers, you know, among the younger group of players. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL full stop. When you have a pretty good quarterback, a weapon like that, and a lot of other good pieces around that, and an offensive head coach that comes out of that Ram system that's had so much success. Again, it's really easy to project success that way, but this is going to be Kevin O'Connell calling plays. He didn't do that in Los Angeles. doesn't mean that he can't, but it is a question mark. And you go up and down, you see all these different question marks with the Vikings, and it becomes more difficult to say this is definitely going to be a good team or that's definitely going to be a bad team. I think they have enough talent overall. They'll probably do better than that 20-whatever ranking that you mentioned. But that's not out of the question either because of all those variables we just discussed. Okay, I've got a bet with my audience, okay, Jason? So this is a fun question. I told, I'm told i a Broncos guy, and I think Russell Wilson's going to be great. I think the Broncos are in great shape uh, to be very good in the AFC West. It's a tough division. I get it. So I got a bet with my audience. I said, if the Broncos finish last in the AFC West, I'm throwing a pizza and beer party down at one of our sponsors here, okay? So I've already got that. They aren't going to finish last. But I'll ask you, what percentage chance, a percentage chance, I'm going to be throwing that party? I mean, I, I think it's probably a little more significant than you think. And it's not because <laughs> I think you're wrong about the Broncos, right? Like, it's not just the addition of Russell Wilson. It, it's the, you know, the change in the coaching staff, all these additions on the margins that they've made. It was a team that was already pretty talented. Let's not forget that this wasn't like a terrible Denver Broncos team the last few years. You know, their record ultimately didn't get them to where they needed to go. But 
It is such a tough division. I remember after the Wilson trade went down, after a few of those other big deals in the AFC West happened, going back and just trying to find another division that, you know, anecdotally or subjectively seemed as hard as that one. And I went back more than two decades. I went back to literally the six-division format, and I couldn't find one. That is how talented all of those teams are. When the worst starting quarterback in a division is Derek Hart, he's a very good quarterback, you know that it's a stacked group. So do I think that the Broncos are going to finish last? My gut reaction is no, because I think that you know the Chiefs have taken probably a little bit of a step back in terms of the talent, not that they're – Still not a front runner for that division. Uh, the Chargers are obviously very good. That's probably my best bet for finishing second in that division as they stand right now. Oh. I don't trust the I don't trust the Raiders' talent as much as the other groups overall. I mean, that offense is going to, you know, if everybody's healthy, that is, is going to be really, really good. And I trust and I trust Josh McDaniels as an offensive play caller. He's been one of the best offensive play callers in the league for some time. But I don't know about that defense. I, I don't know about some of the other cultural changes they have going on there. Again, there's been a lot of big change going on in Las Vegas. So even though the Raiders obviously went to the playoffs last year, that's probably my best guess at this time for the team that finishes last place in the AFC West. But I don't feel great about that. Like, I don't really feel great about any of those teams other than Kansas City avoiding that last spot because of wow. how stacked the teams are, how close they are to each other, and they're going to beat up on each other, right? Like, because of how tough that division is, we may not actually see two teams coming out of that division going to the playoffs simply because they're going to be playing half their – or not half their schedule, almost half their schedule against some of the toughest competition in the league. So I, I want to give you optimism today about the Broncos. <laughs> I, I really do. And I don't want to say that it's impossible that they win the division. They definitely have enough talent to do that, and I like the coaching staff that they put together. But as you described with the Vikings, there are a lot of variables there. And even if Wilson plays really well, I expect him to do so. It's just such a tough path. So I'm, I'm not going to put yeah. it in the budget, Jason. I'm not going to put it in the budget here at the station. Um, but I'll I'll keep it on you know as a line item. I'll keep it as a line item potentially. Um, Broncos, I, I, I'm going to be in good shape, I hope. I said they won't finish last, so I laid out the bet with the audience. Jason Hirshhorn on tonight. Good stuff. NFL writer. Follow him on Twitter at by underscore JBH. Love to get him on throughout the season as we get closer. SB Nation NFL writer. Jason, always great, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care, Nate. Appreciate your time. Jason Hirshhorn tonight. On the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City, NFL writer on Twitter at by underscore JBH. Follow him there. Great analysis. Always good stuff. Um, he says, hey, you know, he was kind of he's kind of making me sweat there a little bit. Have you all heard that? I mean, you, some of you listen to the show, um, you know, weekly, daily. Some of you, you know, pop in here and there. You know, Matt Kearney, the producer of the Nate Brown Show, is holding me to that. I got all, you know, hot and bothered one day here. I think somebody said on this show that the Broncos were going to finish last in the AFC West. Was it Matt Kearney who said it? Maybe it was. I can't remember. But somebody said that, so I got all bothered and said, I'll bet a party down at 454 downtown like we did for March Madness. I'll bet I'll, I'll take 30 people down there. I'll do 30 people down there, get you a gift card, get you some pizza, if the Broncos finish last. So now all you guys are rooting against the Broncos. See how that isn't that nice. Jason Hershorn, I'm going to tell you, Jason, what percentage chance do I have to do that party? What percentage? Zero percent. Zero percent chance. 
You're telling me the Denver Broncos are going to finish last in the AFC West like last year, last couple of years? Come on. You got Josh Mishandles over in Las Vegas. Oh, I mean, sorry, McDaniels. I, I call him Josh Mishandles um, from his last stint as a head coach. You may remember that. Where was that last stint as a head coach? Not Indianapolis where he was hired and then he left. You know, he didn't want to go. It was at Denver where I coined the phrase Josh Mishandles. I'm not too worried about Josh in Las Vegas. Let's come back with Cam Rogers on the Nate Brown Show. Cam's a national golf analyst for Believe. Tiger's back tomorrow. How intrigued are you by Tiger? Would you say Tiger has a shot tomorrow? Let's talk to Cam. He knows golf way better than me. The Open starts St. Andrews. Cam Rogers next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. From the kennel to the coop, whatever the season, Fleet Farm has everything to keep your animals happy and healthy. From training your pup to sit season to mastering those retrieval skills season. From clipping your horse for competition season to keeping the backyard birds well-fed season. And of course, loving your pets like family season. There's a reason people say, if Fleet Farm doesn't have it, you don't need it. Because we have it all. Fleet Farm, built for real life. Chatting with Brian at Anytime Auto Sales, you know people are restless with all that's going on in the world and they're ready to get out and travel. And we're here to help you take care of all your automotive needs before that big road trip. From oil changes, batteries, to charging your AC system, starting at just $149 for most vehicles. Just a one-stop shop. Absolutely. Plus, we carry over 30 brand-name tires and have deals as good as anywhere and flat out the best brake deal around at just $329 per axle with new pads, rotors, and a lifetime warranty. Hey, I know you guys can handle just about anything. Plus, you're an ASC and AAA-approved repair facility to boot. Yes, sir. Our shop and mechanics have passed thorough testing in all of the disciplines of automotive repair to achieve these AAA and ASC certifications. Check out Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail, folks, for a happy and affordable motoring life. The place to trust. Your complete AAA and ASC certified automotive repair specialist. See AnytimeAnytime.com. And, of course, at the corner of Highway 79 in East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales. Buying or building a home is one of the biggest investments most people will ever make. At Pioneer Bank and Trust, we want to help you through the process. We'll find the right type of loan at the best rates available. Pioneer Bank and Trust's local home loan experts are here to help you every step of the way. From your first home to your dream home, all the way to your forever home. Apply online at mylocalloan.com. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. We all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Hey, Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's sports talk show. Welcome back in 
Brown Show. We are live on Fox Sports Rapid City. A reminder, if you can't catch us live here on the radio weekdays, 4 to 6, catch the podcast. A lot of people listened to yesterday's podcast. That was good stuff yesterday. Had on Dave Walsh, the legendary voice of the Wyoming Cowboys. If you missed uh, the show yesterday, it's up there. Great discussion with Dave Walsh. He's been a friend of mine from afar over the years. Dave Walsh, 38 years, never missed a Wyoming football game in 38 years in the booth. Never missed one. That's a gamer. We talked to Dave Walsh. He's just retiring as the voice of the Cowboys. We talked to him yesterday, the Nate Brown Show podcast, available where you download podcasts. It is out there. We're live on Fox Sports Rapid City with Cam Rogers, national golf analyst. Believe Mr. Rogers 99 on Twitter. The Open, St. Andrews, the home of golf, Tiger. It's all ready. It's all ready for us, Cam. Thanks for coming on. How are you? What's going on, Nate? Really excited for this weekend here, the 150th Open Championship. To your point, the old course, the birthplace of golf dating back to 1457, Tiger Woods, need I say more? I was going to ask you, yes, you need to, because I would say, did this? Did we need a shot of Tiger here? You know, it's it's PGA against Liv, and it's, and it's controversial. Now it seems, hey, it's Tiger, it's St. Andrews, it feels a little less about Liv, maybe. Yeah, I think it's a relative term because, unfortunately, we've been talking about it so often during these major championships. And, obviously, it's a big story. But, yeah, absolutely, we're hearing less about it now as compared to the U.S. Open. I mean, everybody was getting asked about it at the U.S. Open. But now Tiger Woods is finally on the record about how he feels about Liv. I feel like, to a degree, we can sort of move on just a little bit. Okay, last one on this. What was your reaction to Tiger's statements? I mean, he gave a long uh, statement, basically, um, on Liv. And Tiger's very calculated, had, had thought about this. He talked about, you know, players that go over there. What's the incentive to practice? Um, what was your takeaway on his statement? Well, I think it makes a lot of sense if you're Tiger Woods. We're talking about a guy who really, at this point, is only chasing trophies, chasing legacy, and trying to surpass Jack Nicklaus. He could not see another dime the rest of his life, and he wouldn't care, right? He's set for life. He doesn't need money. He was offered nearly a billion dollars by Liv, actually, to actually go out and play on that tour, and he turned it down. So for somebody like Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas, it is easy for them to say that these guys are turning their backs on the PGA Tour. But on the other side of things, what about the 35-year-old journeyman on the PGA Tour who's struggling to sort of keep his tour card, making $0, missing cuts left and right, and then gets offered, say, $10 million guaranteed by Liv before he even hits a golf shot, right? So I think it really is a nuanced, complex issue, a case-by-case sort of basis. If you're Tiger Woods, it's easy to shut it down. If you're somebody who has zero wins and is missing cuts left and right on the PGA Tour, might not be so easy. So it really is a case-by-case sort of situation. But for Tiger Woods, yeah, he's on the record now, and he sort of is the poster boy of the PGA Tour now against Phil Mickelson, his old rival. Okay, so let's ask you, uh, Cam Rogers on Golf Analysts Believe. Um, here we go. Rory McIlroy is the favorite. He's the favorite. How do you feel about Rory right now? Well, I feel really good about his chances this week. And, again, when you are taking a look at some of these favorites, 
at any golf event, you sort of have to split hairs in terms of why a particular player will play well and why they won't. And so for Rory McIlroy, you look at his recent Open Championship performances, 46 missed cut. That's a bit of a concern here. He was in the running of the Travelers and then fell way back, finished tied for 19th. That's a bit of a concern. And if you really want to zone in on things, it's around the green game really isn't that great, which is something you certainly need at an Open Championship. He's 42nd in this field and strokes gained around the green the last 24 rounds. So rightfully so, he is the favorite, but he's not inside my top 10 this week. I think the moment is going to be for other players here this week at the Open Championship, but for Rory McIlroy, he should be the favorite. I'm just not on him this week. Okay, so let's go to Tiger here because a lot of betters, Cam, they just go with Tiger because it is what it is. The name, the the yep. story, the emotion. When people bet emotion, it doesn't work out too well. Tiger Woods shouldn't even, to me, be in that discussion. Why is Tiger Woods in the betting discussion? Well, you know what? Tiger Woods will always be in the betting discussion, to your point, whenever he tees it up. I will caution everybody out there. He's not going to win the Open Championship, but I think there is some upside to the degree of a top 20 or a top 15 finish. I talked about it on my show. I've got a bet for him to finish inside the top 20, and a few reasons why. Number one, he knows this golf course like the back of his hand. Played here as an amateur back in 1995, one in 2000, one in 2005. And, oh, by the way, the course hasn't changed since then. It's the old course. They don't make any changes. So, you know, he knows this course really well. It's a flat golf course, Nate, which I think really will help him in terms of stamina going through 72 holes of major championship competition. And reportedly, he has some 58 holes of practice rounds under his belt, of practice holes under his belt here, which tells me, that his stamina is doing pretty darn well. Then the final point, he can play conservatively off the tee, right? The Open Championship typically caters to that older guard of the PGA Tour. Remember when Tom Watson nearly won it back in 2009 at the age of 59? Guys can hit irons off the tee and still have short shots into these greens. Tiger still has plenty of pop off the tee as well. And all he needs to do is just focus on hitting the middle of the green, lag putt here and there, make a couple birdies, and then finish inside the top 20 or top 15, that would not be a win in his eyes, but it would be for me. I think that'd be a moral victory for sure. And uh, it would be having Tiger into the weekend, that whole story, uh, the Tiger appeal is massive right. uh, for the Open. Talking to Cam Rogers, golf analysts believe. So when you look at the course, St. Andrews, what type of players are going to play well, Cam? Yeah, so it's a really unique course, obviously. Par 72, 7,300 yards. We're talking about a lot of par 4s, 14 par 4s, only two par 5s, two par 3s. So your par 4 scoring's got to be fantastic. I'm looking at overall success on link-style golf courses. What does that mean? Typically, players who keep the ball low can keep it below that crazy wind that you see out there, and then also have an ability to fake their way around a golf course. I'm not looking for somebody who's really robotic with their ball striking, hits a million greens, but if you're in awkward positions, which happen a lot at an Open Championship, can you, can you think your way out of it? Get out of those pot bunkers. Can you shot shape your way around and save yourself a par? Three-putt avoidance is big for me. And like I mentioned, just overall scrambling as well. So people like Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, Cam Smith, these really good wind players, 
Those are the type of guys that I'm looking at this week, those grinders. Okay, uh, give us the Cam Rogers special. Uh, believe, who do you think is going to come out on top Sunday? Projected winner is Patrick Cantlay. I think he gets his first major championship title. He was T4 last week at the Scottish Open. Three top tens in his last six starts, including a victory. Has a really balanced game right now, Nate. Seventh in this field in scrambling. That's a key stat for me, as I mentioned. So put that all together. I think he's the next breakthrough first-timer on the major championship stage. Patrick Cantley, Cam Rogers on today. Believe golf analyst. Find him on Twitter at MrRogers99. Always good, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Nate, appreciate you. Enjoy the week, sir. All right, you do the same. The Open, St. Andrews, getting ready tomorrow. Early morning stuff. Early morning stuff across the pond. And uh, he goes Patrick Cantley uh, to win it. He, so he goes Tiger Woods to finish top 20. Tiger Woods to finish top 20. So I was looking. Uh, the sports books have Tiger to win it at 65 to 1 odds. I feel like that should be like 100 to 1 to win it. 100 to 1. But uh, Cam made a good argument for why Tiger may compete here. He's won it there. Knows the course. That, that whole thing. I just, uh, you know, Tiger started out okay at the Masters. You know, then we didn't see much after that. And so it'll be interesting to see where Tiger's at. It's hard to know. He's not playing a ton. And you're wondering, well, does that mean he can ramp it up for the Open? Does that mean he can? And then Rory McIlroy is the consensus favorite right now, 9-1 to one odds. I always uh, have a tough time betting golf. A really, really tough time betting golf. I do not do that well because you're like, 9-1 to one odds? Rory McIlroy, he, he may win this thing. He may not even finish top five, top ten. Betting golf's a tough one. Patrick Cantley, keep your eyes on that name. Cam Rogers says that's his winner. All right, here on the Nate Brown Show, I want a quick timeout. I've got this. Uh, this just came out. So it's the first time I've seen this. In this age of college sports, we have name, image, and likeness. And we have million-dollar deals, right? Multi-million-dollar deals. High school kids getting name, image, and likeness sponsorships. And you know what just came out? They did a survey. They finally did a poll of sports fans. What do sports fans say they think of the start of name, image, and likeness? What percentage of sports fans are upset about college name, image, and likeness deals? We'll discuss it next. Surprising results on the way. This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has a five-step lawn care program to make your lawn the best it can be. Let Warren take care of your lawn weeds, plus five applications of fertilizer and micronutrients for a green, healthy lawn. We also offer lawn aeration to help your lawn breathe. Warren's five-step lawn pro service is the original lawn service company in Rapid City. Single applications of weed and feed or just lawn weeds are also available. Call Warren Chemical and Equipment Company for an estimate on our five-step lawn care program for your lawn. Phone 342 7640 
24. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Partly cloudy tonight, lows around 69. Southerly winds, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Partly cloudy again tomorrow, high of 96. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night, slight chance for scattered storms, lows around 70. Temps swell above average Friday and Saturday with highs in the low 90s. Storms both days. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 82. Are you ready for rodeo action? Get to the Heart Ranch Camping Resort as Wild West Wednesdays returns this summer. The Wild West Wednesday Rough Stock and Barrel Series begins June 29th with rodeos every Wednesday through August 17th. Weekly performances start at 7. Gates open at 5 with pre-rodeo entertainment and food trucks. July 13th is First Responders Night. Tickets are at the gate or www.hrresort.org. Thank you to Camping World, Dakota Discount RV, Midwest Campers, Jack's Campers, and Weathertight Exterior. What can Elevate Performance do for your athlete? Brandon Drum, D2 lacrosse player at Mars Hill University. I started going to Elevate Performance for problems with my knee, and after working with Britt, he identified some other issues that helped me prevent severe injury. Elevate's strength and conditioning program also helped me perform at a much higher level. My goal was to play college lacrosse, and I am thankful for Britt and Elevate for helping me achieve that goal. Elevate worked with me on a personal level and helped mold me into a stronger athlete. Get your athlete started at Elevate Performance sd.com Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer from Denny Menholt Toyota use your phone it's fast and easy pull up our website click on value trade in scan your VIN and tell us about your car you are on your way to a no hassle no commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. We're all going somewhere. Going higher, faster, farther. Going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health/orthopedics. If you have a Mercedes, Audi, Porsche, BMW, Volvo, or any other high-end import, you might think you have to take your car to Denver or further for service. Hi, this is Martin from Al's DNI Repair. Don't plan your life around taking your car for service in a town 400 miles away. Bring it to Al's DNI Repair. Our technicians are trained to work on those complicated cars, and we also have the tools and equipment so they have everything they need to make sure your car is working perfectly. Call Al's DNI to set up your appointment at 348-1447. Hey, this is Rob Parker from The Odd Couple. Don't miss our show weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now we'll send you back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show on a Wednesday. You are here, the Nate Brown Show. Thanks for listening. I appreciate that. Ran into a listener at uh, the gas station today. Not literally. Not literally. No, we're always careful. But you say, hey, what's the, what's the big headlines on the show? I said, hey, you got to hang on. Hang on, man. We got some great content. Hang on. I can't spoil it. Can't spoil it. 
Here we go. Um, this is something I wanted to touch on because this is the first time I've seen this. This is the first time I've seen somebody say, we're going to do a poll on sports fans and what they think of this new name, image, and likeness world in college sports. You know, if you listen to the show, I've talked a lot of name, image, and likeness. Very intrigued by it, the whole business side, the college sports side, how this is a major, major change. The biggest ever, I think, some people would say the scholarships being introduced maybe was the biggest initially, but now you're talking millions and millions of dollars for student-athletes. So I think this is the biggest now. But what I usually talk about here, I kind of stay, you know, I'm trying to look at it rationally and say it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the college sports world. But if you've listened, I've told you I'm a traditional college sports fan. I don't love seeing the conference realignment and these rivalries and all this money stuff uh, being thrown around at the teams. And then I don't love seeing high school players, which haven't done anything at college, getting deals to come and play there. Not fair market deals for marketing and branding and name, image, and likeness value, but actually getting paid whatever to just come and play at a team. I think that stuff is bad. As I said... Not the end of the world. Uh, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. But I'm kind of sitting here. Would I see name, image, and likeness as a positive thing for college sports? Right now, I wouldn't see that with some of the deals the way they've been done. I said if they did it right, it would be okay with me. Meaning... A player can sign a deal to be a spokesperson for a car dealership, to run some camps and get paid. Why should the YouTuber who gets to make money in college as a student, or as a student, well, the quarterback can't then because of some silly NCAA rules and this and that. So we had to find the right media, uh, middle place to meet. We haven't found that. And that's my problem with name, image, and likeness. So if you ask me this poll question, if you ask me this question, and say, Nate, what do you think of name, image, and likeness? Has it made a positive impact over the last year? Because we've had a year of it. started July 1st, 2021. We've had a year of it. Has it been positive or has it been negative? What would I answer? I think I would trend toward the negative side. I think I would trend toward the negative side. So what I'm getting at, the University of Maryland did a poll. So they sent out a poll to numerous sports uh, fans, Okay. They sent out a poll, and there's a lot of details in it, but I'll just grab the highlights. They asked about name, image, and likeness for Americans. They said, hey, what do you think? Do you know what it is? First of all, that's one question. Do you know what name, image, and likeness is? 48% say they've heard a lot about it. So that's half of sports fans. They must listen to this program. The other half, where are you at? Um, So half of the audience in this poll said, They've heard, first of all, a lot about name, image, and likeness sponsorships, so they're aware of it, okay? What percentage said it had a negative impact this last year? What percentage of the, of the uh, poll results, University of Maryland sent this out, this random Americans, right? What percentage of people said it had a negative impact in college sports? This is a stunner, a stunner. In the audience... The result was 11%. For those who say the rule change has made a difference, 11% say it's had a negative impact. 11%? (laughs) I'm going to tell you, 
Maybe I'm, uh, you know, not thinking this through. I think many people think, oh, no, this has been a great thing. It's been a great thing. In a lot of ways, it hasn't. I think we can be honest saying in a lot of ways it's been manipulated. It's been uh, gaming the system, and it's been big donors and boosters getting even more of their way and trying to control programs and just say, quote-unquote, buying players. I don't love that, and maybe it's just these folks that say, well, 11% say it's had a negative impact. Maybe they think, yeah, it's not a big deal because what? You know what we hear, right? I hear this on the show. Well, it's always been going on. You just haven't heard about it. It's always, I, I think that's our, you know, cynicism there. The cynics say, oh, it's always been going on. You just didn't hear about it. You just didn't hear about it. So 11% say last year of name, image, likeness, but a negative impact, negative impact. Guess what? The majority who answered the poll, University of Maryland, 60% among those who heard about name, image, and likeness, 60% say, quote, it hasn't made a difference in their enjoyment of college sports for the upcoming season. 60% say, now, would I fall into that category? I think I would. I'm not going to say I'm going to fall in the 11% of, okay, you know, well, I, I, I'm with 11%. It has a negative impact for me in certain ways. But I'm also with the 60%. Is it going to make a difference for me watching college football here in a month? Not at all. It really won't. I mean, the stories are intriguing, but I'm not going to be going, oh, man, this is, this is the end of the world. I'm not that guy either. Thanks for calling today. You're live on Fox Sports Rapid City, and you go ahead. Hi, Nate. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What do you think? Well, how, how do you? How can people say that uh, it's not going to have a negative impact when it hasn't even <laughs> taken effect yet? I mean, it's you know it's in, it's um, you know in, involved in college sports. But we haven't really had a full season. Oh, really you're, saying, you're saying how, they, they said, it's well, it hasn't early. made a difference. It, you're saying. Well, it's, it's way too early to tell. I mean, the, the major seasons, it's the first year coming up where it's actually been in effect to the degree where, it's, like you said, you're talking millions of dollars in the case of some of these athletes. And I, I can't see how it's going to be good for uh, if you're not one of the schools that has the money. I don't see. The, the, the schools without the, the big boosters paying this kind of money, they'll never win a major title anymore again um, in the major sports. Now, obviously, possibly in you know golf or cross country or baseball, possibly. But in the major sports, basketball, football, um, there's no way that these schools without the major boosters are going to have the money to attract the four or five star athletes. You know or the top athletes, because they're going to go where the money is, where they can make the most money. And so, you know, uh, a school without a major booster or boosters, like a Texas A&M has, or, you know, where all the oil money is, or you have some places where, you you, know, you the think it is, is the only thing name in town. That so. sounds like you're saying, hey, this is really going to have a negative impact on college sports in general. It's going to have a negative yeah. impact that way from a competitive Major, balance standpoint. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. The balance is what okay. I'm talking about. The, and that's why I think, um, you know, Nick Saban and, and uh, I, I've heard uh, 
what's his name from Clemson? Um, Dabble, yep. Dabble Sweeney are against it because it takes away the ability to recruit strictly on a winning program. You know, a uh, kids wanting to go where you know they're going to play for a national title every year, like they would it in Alabama or or uh, Clemson. And it's going to be. It's now been replaced by okay. Who can who can uh, spend the most money and go after the the top athletes? <laughs> and uh, by the way, I bet you Alabama will still be there. Just guessing, just guessing, right? <laughs> um, I, I got you on that. Yeah. I know. I, I was surprised. Eleven percent said it's had a negative impact. For me, it has just from a PR standpoint. I don't know yet on the field. That that'll that'll be determined if this guy gets paid and he doesn't perform. So so that whole thing. But just from a PR side for college sports, so far it's been a little negative because it's pay to play is how I see it in a lot of ways. Um, you, know, you know, I don't see how how it's going to help uh, camaraderie on a team either. Unless no, I got you unless on that. you have these yeah. star athletes willing to share their dollars, or like I know, doubt Ohio it. State said, you know, you got to recruit, or you got to collect millions of dollars to to uh, to pay these other players. Um, you, when you got just a few guys making mega bucks, don't tell me that the guys not getting anything are going to feel no <laughs> animosity right, towards right. these. No, I, rich people. I believe that can happen. I believe it can. Thanks yeah. for getting in. Always appreciate it. Uh, right. Thanks for calling. 720-1067 is our number. The Nate Brown Show this Wednesday. I was just surprised. That was a low number. Um, it's not. I don't expect everybody to be negative Nancy here, but... 11% of the audience of the University of Maryland poll on name, image, and likeness, they asked Americans, what do you think, negative impact or hasn't made a difference? And then there was a couple of questions kind of in the middle. 11% say it's had a negative impact, name, image, and likeness sponsorships. And as I said, not everyone has. Not all the name, image, and likeness sponsorships are bad. I'm not against name, image, and likeness. I'm against paying millions to somebody that hasn't played yet, not signing a sponsorship branding deal, but paying millions just because we want to get a five-star QB. That's what I, that's what I don't like. That's the negative impact um, on the culture, on the sport itself. That's, that's what I believe. 60% of, uh, of poll respondents, 60%, the majority said, well, it hasn't made a difference in their enjoyment of college sports. And for me, it won't. It, it won't stop me from enjoying college sports. I just hope we can get some guardrails, some guardrails on it. It's hard now. The uh, horse is out of the barn, right? It's very, very hard now. I got uh, one more question of the day. Question of the day. I had a couple today. If you missed the first one, we'll revisit it. But I've got one more for you as we get into the drive at 5 tonight. I really want to know. I really want to know. How important is sports for kids? This is what I really want to know. There's something new that has started, and they're saying sports is so important, we're going to funnel a bunch of money to it for kids. So, so we're sports fans here. How important are sports for kids to get involved early? Would you put your money where my mouth is? That's next. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. From the minute you wake up, 
to the moment you fall asleep. Black Hills Energy is here to support, inspire, and drive your next adventure. Because supporting your day-to-day is our everyday. And we are always here, ready for your next step. Black Hills Energy, ready. Hi, it's Nate Brown for Black Hills Community Bank. If you run your own company or you're looking to start a small business here in the Black Hills, you want to make sure you choose the right banking partner. And I know the right choice for business is Black Hills Community Bank. They have plenty of banking options to suit your specific needs. And Black Hills Community Bank is here to help business owners thrive and to make sure you have the support and tools to help your business grow. Just contact one of their business loan experts today or visit bhcbank.com. Member FDIC. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Here at Pizza Ranch, we love the unique ways other countries compliment their chefs. In France, they say magnifique. In Italy, delizioso. And in many parts of the world, it's a compliment to belch. Don't try that at home, kids. But at Pizza Ranch, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again when guests bite into our pizza. Mmm, mmm. Our famous chicken. Mmm, mmm. And all the favorites on our buffet. Mmm, mmm. We're beginning to think you're all trying to tell us something. We'll take that as a compliment. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, mmm. Fans know some things just go together. Slam dunks and three-pointers, face paint and super fans, game days and tailgates. I'm State Farm agent Scott Carlson, and I know another winning combination, home and auto. Me and my team are here to help life go right when you combine your home and auto insurance, which saves you time and money. So get your home and auto on the same team and score some savings. Call me, State Farm agent Scott Carlson, at 342-0188. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Drive at Five, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. On this Wednesday, the Nate Brown Show and the Drive at Five. SummitAutoGRP.com, your next pre-owned vehicle search. Start there. I encourage you, car buying truly built around you. Stacy and Matt, outstanding work getting the right vehicles, SUVs, trucks, cars. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there. The Drive at Five of the Nate Brown Show featuring Thor Nystrom coming up, college football analyst fantasy pros he's also going to be doing a new minnesota vikings podcast oh boy so now we got college football with thor minnesota vikings with thor just what you all love uh thor nystrom coming up rapid city rush signing players right now and they get back one of the best logan nelson logan nelson coming on live later this hour talking rush why is he coming back 
Great season for the rush, and Logan Nelson wants to come back, one of the leaders. Um, he'll be on the way. Okay, I got a question of the day for you. On the drive at five, something I find very interesting here, and I wonder which way people go. I wonder which way people go. First, a listener text. A listener text on the program comes in just out of the blue. Nate, I've got a prediction for you. Listener text, 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. My prediction, the Broncos are going to win the Super Bowl this season. Plus, Tiger and Tom, baby, please go away. You two need to retire for good. (laughs) Come on. You throw my Broncos into the Super Bowl, and then you're telling Tiger Woods and Tom Brady to uh, retire? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't think people will be able to handle themselves. If the Broncos win the Super Bowl and Tom Brady and uh, Tiger Woods retire, what a uh, what a text on this uh, Wednesday. Good stuff. Okay, question of the day. Let me let me get to this because this is based on something I, I saw here. So I'm just going to ask you this general question. How important do you think sports are for kids to try? Now, I'm not saying if you're into the arts or you're into 4-H or, or whatever you're into that you need to play sports. I'm not saying that. But I am telling you, if there's things holding you back from playing sports, socioeconomic, um, your family situation, whatever it may be, how important do you think sports are for kids and their development? Now, we could get into the science side of things, and people will say, you've got to get 60 minutes of activity and, and all of that stuff. Okay? You, you've heard this, right? So you've got to be active, and you've got to be out and about, and you've got to be doing things. Kids, it's important to be moving and physically fit. Otherwise, you end up like old, obese adults, right? And that's, that's the trend. So that's what everybody's trying to figure out. But I'm talking from a sports side of it. Let's say I can't afford the $125 fee to play this sport. Some people are going to say, if you can't afford the $125 fee, you, you got bigger problems. But I'm here to tell you, I've seen kids. I, I know it. I've seen it. Oh, imagine that. Even right here in Rapid City, $125 fee to play a sport is not valued their folks or or grandpa, whoever they're living with, however it is, they can't afford that. We work with a group here, Black Hills Badges for Hope. We've been great to partner with them and promote them. They try offer scholarships for kids that can't afford it. I love it. I love that. So I'm going to tell you, but they can't cover everybody either, right? So I'm going to ask you, how important is it if you can't afford it? Let's say kids can't afford it and so they don't play Volleyball, soccer, baseball, whatever it is, whatever it is. Would you like the idea of state funds providing some grant money for low-income families to apply and to get essentially sports scholarships so their kids can play sports? Whether they're 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, whatever age that may be. That's my general question. It's an interesting one to me because why? This just came out that there's a uh, organization in Alberta, Alberta up north. An organization has um, been lobbying and they've been trying to help this and they've been trying to do this. Okay, they're going to get the Alberta government to invest almost four million dollars 
for grants to help low-income families with registration fees. Soccer, lacrosse, swimming. Organized sports, essentially. Okay? This is uh, something that's been going on here, but they're going to ramp this thing up. This is called Kids Sports Society of Alberta. And they're working, and they're saying, we're going to kick in some money. It's an organization that does. And then they said, then the uh, government also is going to kick in some money. So I just asked that because they say, how much do we value it? How much do we value it? Let me, let me see what you think on that. 720-1067. There's a lot of things, uh, a lot of the ways the money that is spent in state government, nas- uh, federal government, there's a lot of money being spent. We all know that, right? You can take a look. There's a lot of ways that money gets uh, doled out here and doled out there. So on the sports side of things, would that be feasible? Would that be viable for you when you think about, well, it's, we're not talking about ending world hunger here. We're not talking about that amount of money and, and that whole thing. We're talking about a couple of million dollars. A couple of million dollars. When you think about in the big picture of government spending, would you like the idea of any government grants to help on the sports side? On the sports side for low-income families saying, hey, I really want my kids to play sports. We're going to apply for this, and then they'll, they'll be able to play. What do you say? 720-1067 is my question of the day. Let's look at the uh, results so far. Would you like the idea of, like, state government, South Dakota, we'll keep it here, South, South Dakota providing grant money for low-income families to have their kids try sports if they can't afford it? 73% of the audience says, yes, sports access for everybody. 27% of the audience says, no, it's really not that important. 27% say, no, it's not that important. It's interesting. Um, you could go down the list, right? And I think that's where this gets tough. That's where this gets tough because everybody has an opinion. You're always going to have the detractors. Don't spend more taxes uh, of my taxes on this. Don't spend more money on this category. And, I mean, we argue about everything, right? (laughs) Nobody, you can't find consensus on, yeah, we should put money towards this. So there's always going to be an argument. Alberta says, we're going to do it, $4 million um, earmarked, and the registration fees and stuff. And so it's going to basically add up to, like, $250 per child. That helps, like, offset the registration costs for the various sports programs that they're going to do uh, in Alberta. $250 uh, per kid is what they're saying. So they're going to do it. It'll be interesting. It's a totally different idea because we say, well, first, do we have the preschool? Do we have the educational side covered? Any any of that stuff? Do we have some of that um, help first? But then sports has, I believe, could fall in there somewhere. I think sports could fall in there somewhere. 73% of you say it could. 73% of you say it could or, or you would. Um, Lister text, have a state grant uh, for sports, not a federal grant. Okay, no, and, that, and that's, that's kind of why I threw it out. I threw it out to the audience. Would you like the idea of, of a state? Let's just say South Dakota. That's where we live. If South Dakota says, hey, we have a budget surplus, how many ever years we've had a surplus, Right. We've had a surplus here in this state, right? Doing a good job on the budget side. So um, 
would we grab an extra, I don't know, he probably wouldn't need $4 million. That's Alberta. It's a pretty big uh, area up there. So I don't, I don't even know what it would be. But whatever that number is, pretty small number, let's say it's $2 million. Would we get too fired up if um, all of a sudden we were like, no, we can't do $2 million. Now, I, I said, though, nobody's ever going to agree on everything on how government spends, shouldn't spend, what should we spend on. It's kind of like the Vision Fund here in Rapid City. The Vision Fund has done a a lot of good things here in this community. Infrastructure, quality of life, from the sports side, from the arts side. I mean, the Vision Fund's done a lot of good things, yet there's arguments all the time about it, right? (laughs) Because everybody wants this project funded and that one. No, that's not important. That's not important, we we argue. That's kind of where this would fall in. I thought it was an interesting uh, concept. Would you support that in South Dakota? So far, 73% say yes. Um, listener text, I think it's a great idea. Sports will help them use their time productively, uh, productively so they stay away from getting into trouble. Uh, let's see. State grant. Uh, let's see. Nate, sports are extremely important. Johnny and Jenny only want to watch, play video games these days, so sports need to play a huge role in life. Okay. I'm with you on that. I think it's very important. If your kid wants to play sports, I would hate for him to be held back by the expense of sports because the expense gets higher, and uh, we all know money's not doesn't go as far, right? And so some parents or, or guardians, whoever the, these kids are living with in tough uh, situations, they don't even get to experience it. They don't even get to think about it. Would that be an okay way to do it? Um, maybe, and Alberta's going to try it. That'll be interesting. I, I would love more kids to get more opportunities. And by the way, though, I do love this. Like Black Hills Badges for Hope here in this town, that's an organization. They fundraise. We help with that. They do a golf tournament. Okay. We raise money. Then maybe team up with somebody else, maybe from uh, the grant side. And so it's a private public thing. I always think those work best. It's not just the government thing or just the public thing. It's a private organization working, working with the public side. I think that's a winner. I think that could be a winner. Um, coming right back with Thor Nystrom, college football analyst and Minnesota Vikings podcast host. He's got a new one. I'll ask him, what does he think about the Vikings being ranked in the preseason rankings right now? Number 21. That's on the way. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, From the minute you wake up to the moment you fall asleep, Black Hills Energy is here to support, inspire, and drive your next adventure. Because supporting your day-to-day is our everyday. And we are always here, ready for your next step. Black Hills Energy. Ready. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. 
Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. Alright, it's summer in the Black Hills, and if you're looking for the best place to have a cold one, the best selection by far is at Poor 54 downtown. 54 taps of beer from local and regional breweries, a great sports area upstairs, and they're bringing in live music with their summer concert series. Poor 54 has something for everybody, and the food is outstanding. Enjoy summer in the Black Hills, and take your crew to Poor 54 downtown Main Street. When it comes to protecting your home and your belongings, what works for your neighbor most likely won't work for you. Insurance is personal, and that's why the coverage specialists at Fisher Rounds & Associates work with you to tailor a policy that protects your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions at the most reasonable cost possible. We sweat the small and the big stuff, so you don't have to. That's at your service, at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, with offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. time on a Wednesday. I hope so. I hope you had a good day. Thanks for checking in with us. The Nate Brown Show is live. South Dakota Sports Talk Show. If you missed yesterday's show, we had a great one yesterday. Some great guests. Always great guests, right? These guys are always good. Check the Nate Brown Show podcast. If you missed yesterday's show, it's up there where you download podcasts. And after we wrap up tonight, we'll get the show posted again wherever you download podcasts. A lot of people listening on Apple Podcasts. That's all good. I'm not an Apple guy. Am I uh, in the minority on that? It's okay. I'm not an Apple. I mean, I don't have an iPhone. I don't have an iPhone. My daughter has an iPhone. How sad. How sad is that? Um, Apple Podcasts are a great place. And wherever you download podcasts, the Nate Brown Show podcast is out there. Thor Nystrom's going to have a new podcast. He's going to have a new podcast on Score North. We've had these guys from Score North on. That's Vikings. That's Minnesota sports, right? And uh, Thor Nystrom's going to be on there. He's got a new opportunity. College football analyst, fantasy pros. Thor KU on Twitter. You know where to follow him there, at Thor KU, and he's here on the Nate Brown Show. Thor, good to have you. How are you? Nate, it's always good to join you. we got lots of news, but, yeah, everything's going well on this end. <laughs> That's good, man. I know you've been rocking and rolling. Summer's supposed to be a downtime, Thor, but um, you're picking up the speed, so that's good. Um, let me get into something here. I'm going to start with Vikes really quick because I know you're going to do this Vikings podcast and the whole thing. So I'm going to start with Vikes. I saw this national publication just came out. And so I'll ask, I'll ask you if this is fair. I don't think it is, but the Vikings were ranked 21 out of 32. They're ranked 21st best team preseason out of 32. I think that's off the mark. They're right behind the Dolphins, right in front of the Steelers. They're, they're two spots in front of the Washington Commanders. I don't think that's right, but you tell me. 21? That's that's definitely erroneous. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, they have most of the, the, the cast back, and I, I think there's a strong argument to be made that they're at least a little bit better in terms of their personnel this coming season 
and almost assuredly they're going to have a better coaching staff, better play calling at least because they've now modernized the offense, right? Like that, that was the huge complaint with Zimmer was, you know, that he would deflate the ball whenever they were down or I'm sorry, whenever they were up and allow the opponents back in the game and that old school sort of ethos. Now the Vikings are finally going to have a modern offense, which is going to play really well because they have one of the best receiving cores in the league. They also have a really, really good uh, receiving running back. And people around here are crossing their fingers that this is going to be the Irv Smith break all year. So they have plenty of skilled talent. Finally, a coach that's going to utilize it. Okay. Um, speaking of the st- uh, talent, skill talent, if you were looking at Justin Jefferson and a new deal is going to be coming up, Thor, how do you work that deal? He's going to want and command, I think, a big money amount. And he deserves it. He, he, I mean, whenever that contract runs out, whenever the extension comes up, he should be, the, in my opinion, should be the highest paid receiver in football. So, I mean, you know, whatever he asks for, you know, as long as it's within any sort of realm of reality, I, I make him the highest paid receiver. And, well, you, you want Justin Jefferson happy, and that's the, a fair compensation level because he, uh, I mean, already is, if not the best receiver in the league, at, you know, in the top three for sure. Okay, you put him in the top three. Okay. Um, all right, Thor Nystrom, stay tuned. He's got a Vikings podcast coming out on Score North. Now let's get to college football. He's on Fantasy Pros. Find him on Twitter at ThorKU. Um, so this college football realignment, just give me your 30,000-foot view. USC, UCLA going to the Big Ten eventually here in a couple of years. Oklahoma, Texas going to the SEC. Do you think we're going to hear more about the SEC and the Big Ten adding more, or are they going to you know, just stand pat here? What do you think? They are definitely not standing pat. Um, and at the Senior Bowl, it was funny. I, at the Senior Bowl, I talked to a, a former high, high-level employee at a premier Power 5 football program, and he told me the two super conferences are coming. It, it's coming sooner rather than later, but, but we're going to get to two super conferences. And he, the, the quote I, I'll remember him telling me is, he said, the NCAA is dead. It just doesn't know it yet. Um, I, I think you're going to see it go to the, the – the, Two super conferences or else three. You know, we'll see if, you know, it looks like the, the Big 12 is trying to re- remain in play here by picking off some of the scraps from the Pac-12, which I think is super smart. Um, or if, you know, can the Pac-12 stay solvent? What's going to happen with the, the ACC? But I, I think you're either going to, to two or three, you know, just mega conferences where they have between 20 to 24 teams apiece. And at that point, you don't need the NCAA anymore. You, you have all the power. You have all the best teams. You have all the teams that make money. You're going to make your own rules. You have the power at that point. If, if, if they want to go totally wild west with the NIL stuff and, and, and not cap it down at all, they can certainly do that. They could also go the other direction, put a salary cap on the NIL, make people uh, report every single deal that, that's coming out, and, and, and try to you know, make all that stuff public. But either way, they're going to hold all the cards, and I'm, I'm sure that they're going to leverage the power that, that that entails. Okay, with all these power teams moving, I'm, I'm curious about what is Oregon doing? Why isn't Oregon valuable? They're sitting there in the Pac-12, I guess, which is maybe no man's land. I don't know. Oregon seems like a powerful brand. Pretty good market up there. I mean, it's Eugene, but it's Portland. Um, really a lot of money. High success on the academic side. What's wrong? What's Oregon doing? 
they're they're waiting right now. Um, you know, I, I, whether it's um, you know the the I, I'm sure the Big Ten would be the the easiest one. You know, once the Big Ten decides that we're going to jump up into that twenty to twenty four phylum. But yeah, I mean they they got to be right there. The SEC would be a very strange fit, of course, geographically. But um, I, I totally agree with your tag. I mean, Oregon is amongst the top. You know, however you want to cut it, whether it's forty or forty-eight, they're one of those top teams in in the nation, and certainly they're um, you know in terms of the money that they have there as well. You know, they they fill that stadium. They have Phil Knight's money. So yeah, they're going to play into this. They're not going to be one of the teams that's left on the outside when the music stops. Where would you guess then? Because I'm looking at it, Thor. I'm going. Well, the Big 12 hasn't thrown around that they're talking to Oregon. Maybe they are. The Big 12 commissioner said today he's talking to everybody. Where does Oregon fit in? I, I think they're going to go to the Big Ten eventually. Um, the, the Big 12 could be in play if they, you know, again, if, if they sort of carve out their niche as the third mega conference. But I, I think it's going to be one of those two. Um, you know, and again, I, I think the, the real point here is there's no shot that Oregon is one of those teams that, that's left out in the cold. Oregon State could be, though, you know, and, and I don't know if Oregon wants – who knows? I mean, we don't know what, what's happening in these back rooms, but it's possible that Oregon wants Oregon, Oregon State attached to it and, and the, the bigger conferences are balking at that, or it's, it's also possible that they're just keeping their talks a little bit more clandestine than a couple of these programs that are sort of putting it out publicly that, that they're flirting with other conferences and they're, they're willing to be had. College football analyst, Fantasy Pros, his new place, Thor Nystrom, on tonight. Um, you're breaking down a lot of the opening lines when it comes to college football, and you threw something out today, though, that was uh, of note. You're like, man, look at this here. 58 of 131 projected starting quarterbacks, starters, we're talking like half, are transfers. I mean, the transfer portal's been popping. Uh, almost half of the projected starting QBs are transfers. Thousand percent. Yeah, I mean, we saw an unprecedented, unprecedented amount of movement in college football this offseason. Obviously, the, the NCAA waived the, 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 you know, the transfer rule or whatever. So now you have a one-time exception. So any player can transfer. And then the grad students, you know, once you graduate, there's no rules on you whatsoever. So yeah, I mean, that, that that's why we're seeing the more free movement and. Even in the past, when the, the transfers were more restricted, the position that you always saw the most movement in was at quarterback. Because, you know, you'd have a kid come in, he thinks he's going to start, well, then all of a sudden he gets beat out, now he wants to look somewhere else, go somewhere else. And th- that process was just in, in, in overdrive and in hyperdrive um, during the offseason. And, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're at sort of this tipping point where half the, the programs in the nation are going to be starting a guy that they did not sign. And in some cases, and in a lot of cases, did not develop at all. Where, where this is, the, you know, this summer is going to be the first time he's practicing with his with his new teammates or whatever. So it, it makes for a really interesting season, not just with the quarterbacks, but you know, all the positions. And beyond that, we had an unprecedented amount of coaching movement. You know, this, this offseason, coaches jumping from power, you know, from a blue blood school to another blue blood school. That's something we're not accustomed to seeing either. So I, I think it's going to make the beginning of the season, in particular, really interesting because all these rosters are different. A lot of the coaching uh, staffs are, are different, stuff like that. And I think we might be able to find some edges against the Las Vegas spread. Most intriguing quarterback transfer to watch is Caleb Williams, USC. Quinn Ewers, Texas. Um, who, 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 who do you think? For me, it would be a, a two-part answer between um, Quinn Ewers, just because it, it's going to be really interesting to see that kid on the field. Uh, I talked to a Texas assistant coach this offseason that told me Quinn Ewers has the best arm 
I have ever seen. He didn't say the best I've ever coached or the best that's ever you know been on a team of mine. Um, it, it was the best I've ever seen. Uh, the, the ball just detonates out of that kid's hands, and they got plenty of skill talent. They, they have the best running back in the nation in B. John Robinson. They, they had a kid last year, a, a freshman, that had double-digit touchdowns his, his very first season on campus. So Ewers is going to have plenty of, of toys to play around with. We'll see you know, if, if the hype is justified on him. The, the other one I would toss out is Spencer Rattler at South Carolina. Mm. He was a guy, if you look at the two early mock drafts from, from this time last year, he was number one overall and dang near every single one. And now people have just forgotten about him because he, he happened to have Caleb Williams behind him. And, and that Oklahoma team last year was a dumpster fire because you had, speaking of flirting, you had Lincoln Riley flirting with you know, any team that had a bunch of, you know, any program that had a bunch of cash to offer him. So, you know, he, he was sort of looking the other way. And then, you know, Caleb Williams is, that kid's amazing. I mean, that's a kid that could go number one as well. So I don't think Rattler can go number one anymore. But, um, you know, where it's, I mean, very rare where you're going to be in that situation. The kid behind you is, is even more talented. So it's going to be really interesting to see how quickly he can start at South Carolina. But I think South Carolina has more talent than people realize. They have two, like, legitimate starting running backs. They, they brought in this really good receiver from Arkansas State named Corey Rucker. They brought in Austin Stogner, a tight end that was from Oklahoma that, that Rattler knows well. So he's going to have plenty of skill talent to work with. I, I'm pretty bullish on him. I, I think he's going to have a solid season. South Carolina is going to make a ball. And, and then he's going to get drafted in the spring. Thor Nystrom breaking it down. Uh, college football's coming soon. He's got uh, the new place he's at, Fantasy Pros, college football analyst. Check uh, his new podcast, a Vikings podcast with the guys at Score North. Thor KU on Twitter. Always good to have you, man. Thanks for your time. Thanks so much, Nate. Good talking to you as always. Appreciate your time. Good to have him. Thor Nystrom on tonight talking college football, little Vikes as well, Fantasy Pros, college football analyst. Um, yeah, so 58 of the 131 starting quarterbacks will be transfers. That number I saw today, that was really interesting. You know, we talk about all the transferring going on. Got darn near half of the quarterbacks that are going to be out there starting here in a month are transfers. And intriguing transfers to me, let's, let's go through. Quinn Ewers at Texas. You know, this is the kid that didn't play his last year of high school, went to Ohio State early. Then bailed there quickly, goes to Texas. So you got the Longhorns and Quinn Ewers. I am interested in Caleb Williams leaving Oklahoma to follow Lincoln Riley to USC. And then here's a couple for you. Of course, we're interested in Casey Thompson transferring from Texas. He gets replaced by Ewers. He's going from Texas to the Huskers. Casey Thompson from Texas to the Huskers. And then the Huskers, Adrian Martinez. How could we forget Martinez just had his press conference today. Adrian Martinez leaves Nebraska to Kansas State. I'm intrigued, you know, how big of a season uh, will he have at Kansas State? Really interesting stuff. Um, by the way, if you, if you missed that, Yahoo Sports is listing out their ranking of the NFL teams. And Yahoo Sports today puts the Minnesota Vikings at number 21. I mean, that's absurd. That is absurd. They're right behind the Miami Dolphins. Are you telling me the Dolphins are going to be better than the Vikings? And they're right in front of the Washington Commanders. You're trying to tell me the Minnesota Vikings are like Washington? Carson Wentz in Washington? Come on. Let's, let's, let's not get too crazy. You know, I'm not telling you the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. 
I am telling you they're much better than the bottom half of the NFL. They're much better than the Carolina Panthers, who they're only in front of by a couple of spots. They're much better and will be. Um, this is this is uh, number 21 out of 32, bottom half of the NFL. I'm not buying it. All right. Let's go to Logan Nelson. He was an all-star for the Rush, the ECHL all-star. He was the points leader for the Rush. Well, the Rush say one of the first players we're going to sign to come back is Logan Nelson, and he's in. Why'd he come back to Rapid City? We'll discuss it with him live next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City. First Gold Gaming Resort's concert packages for every show at Deadwood Mountain Grand handles all your before and after planning. Our packages come with prime seats to the show, an overnight stay for two in our Travel Lodge by Wyndham, $40 in free promo play, transportation to and from First Gold, and the Grand, plus breakfast in our Horseshoe Restaurant the next morning. And the best part? Packages start at just $155 for two people. Book your concert package now by calling 800 274 1877 at Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we want your banking experience to be easy and convenient, no matter where you are. Travel with ease this summer using our co-op network of over 7,000 shared branches and 60,000 surcharge-free ATMs. You may find there's even an option closer to home. Learn more at bhfcu.com or call 605-718-1818 to set up access. BHFCU is a member-owned, not-for-profit. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. And welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show, the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. I thought this was good news, huh? If you missed this, here it is. Rapid City Rush starting to sign players. Got to put that roster together. One of the first guys they sign, the ECHL All-Star from last season, led the rush with 60 points. Logan Nelson set to return for the rush, and he joins us live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Let's talk some rush hockey. Logan, good to have you, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Excited to have a chat with you here. Love right. the upcoming season. We're really excited. I like it. So I'll ask the first question, though. You've been in hockey for a while, and you know, thing, you know, players move around and the whole thing. So why did you decide? Yeah, I'm going to reset. I'm coming back here to Rapid City. Um, you know what? Obviously, uh, I played there in the past, and going back, I've always loved the area. Um, I love the fans. It's very hard to compete with. Uh, Rapid City Rush fans in minor pro sports. So that's obviously a big factor. And then 
The other one is uh, is coach. You know, Birdie's done a really good job. He's changed the culture and the organization. You know, from the front office to the big dogs uh, taking care of us. Um, everyone's really professional. They care about the team and they want to win, and that's really exciting. Um, you know, to a player that's been around for a while. Okay, I'll ask you this: Logan Nelson on center for the Rush uh, ECHL All Star uh, last year. I'll ask you this. The season last year, you guys get into the playoffs, you get into the second round. That hasn't happened f- here for a while. How much as a player does it matter that the success, the winning? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's what it's all about. Um, everyone wants to uh, play those last 16 games of the year. That's uh, pretty much the goal when you start. And winning, uh, it just means everything. You know, that's why we play. It's, uh, it creates a culture and creates a a band of brothers and, and it's a memory that you carry with you for the rest of your life and everyone that plays wants to be a part of a team that wins and you know a player that's been around obviously i i get that feeling that uh winning in rapid city is going to be a thing here for a while logan nelson coming back to the rush they sign him and uh he's back for this next season so why do you think it turned around so quickly it had a large part to do with you guys the players you get it done on the ice but it did turn around. What do you credit there? Um, you know, obviously the boys put in the time and we won some games and had a good year. That's a start, but starts with, you know, who they hire and, and everything that happens behind the scenes, all the hard work and the off season that the front office people do, you know, to put people in the stands is really important. And the people in Rapid City that have that job are really passionate about being successful and having a, a full crowd for the games. And, I think that just attributes to, you know, the success that we have. You know, it's fun to play in front of a crowd, and when crowds see the team winning, they want to come back. So I think it's just a big circle, and everyone's pulling in the right direction. Hey, you had 60 points last season, 22 goals, 38 assists. How do you? What do you credit for your personal success? A great season. Um, obviously, uh, you know, you get some lucky bounces and pucks go in when sometimes they don't. Um, Big credit, obviously, to my line mates and, and people that I played with, my teammates, uh, a lot of great players. And when you're around great players like that, it's pretty easy to have success. Um, it's just I thought it was a long time coming for me to kind of explode like that, and that's just something that uh, I'm going to be tested on and try to repeat uh, in the following season. So that's just uh, another challenge I'm willing to accept. Logan Nelson coming back with the Rapid City Rush. They re-signed him. How would you um, characterize Coach Scott Burt? A player's coach? A tough guy coach? How does he relate? Um, obviously, when you look up Scott Burt, he's a highly decorated player. Um, every guy, you know, kind of dreams to have the career that he did and win those championships. So, I think on a player side, it's easy for him to relate to us because he's been there and done that. And if you don't think he's hard-nosed, then you don't really know Birdie. He wants the best, and he's going to really get it out of you. So he's, he's got it all. He brings the toughness, and he's, he's easy to relate to as a player. Okay, as you come back, Logan, um, how do you feel about your leadership? Do you feel you're a leader of this team? Do you take on that role this next season? Yeah, I uh, I consider myself to be a leader. Um, I've been around the game for a little bit, and, you know, I've kind of been in good spots and I've been in bad spots, so I kind of use that and um, try to take the young guys under my wing and push them in the right direction. 
Um, it's something that's really, um, you know, it's obviously an honor to wear a letter um, in any sport um, and to be in that role. So something that I take a lot of pride in and, and take pretty seriously. Logan Nelson on Rapid City Rush Center coming back for the Rush ECHL All-Star. He was named an All-Star last season, led the team in points. Okay, so what does a hockey player do in the summer, Logan? What, what are you up to? Oh, well, you know, I, me and my wife are trying to buy another house right now here in Minnesota, so that's been a crazy process. <laughs> and besides that, um, I, I do a lot of work with hockey, you know, younger kids and training and stuff like that. And obviously got to stay in shape myself. So I kind of get that with my job and, and just stay in the gym and get focused, spend a lot of time with family and and hopefully find a few weekends to go up to the lake and throw there a line you go. in the water. There you go. Yeah. Okay, I was hoping. I mean, you're in Minnesota. you got to hit the lake, man. Uh, you yeah, got to find oh, some yeah. time. I know it's frozen 10 months out of the year up there, but you're okay. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, yeah. Right now we're laughing. Okay, good. I enjoy it. Uh, Logan Nelson, good to have you back. Um, I know fans are excited to hear that when that came out. Wanted to get you on. Look forward to uh, the season coming up uh, in a few months. Logan, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yep, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Good to talk to him. Logan Nelson had a big season for the Rush. One of the first guys you wanted to get back, that's the guy. So he's coming back. All-star, first time in his career. Uh, ECHL All-star, led the team in points. A lot of goals, a lot of assists, 60 points. Logan Nelson coming back uh, for the Rapid City Rush. A couple more players being signed today, I saw. So Scott Burton, the crew getting uh, busy and getting the roster put together for the upcoming season of Rush Hockey. And we come back on the Nate Brown Show with who's hot and who's not. So everybody's arguing on Twitter today. What a place. Everybody argues about everything. But they're saying this baseball stadium, I mean, you're not going to believe this. They say this baseball stadium needs a roof. They say, why doesn't this baseball stadium have a roof? Like, people actually think they're smart saying this. And I'm going to tell you, why would this baseball stadium have a roof? Why would you even be arguing about that today in my Who's Not next? You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Are you ready for rodeo action? Get to the Heart Ranch Camping Resort as Wild West Wednesdays returns this summer. The Wild West Wednesday Rough Stock and Barrel Series begins June 29th with rodeos every Wednesday through August 17th. Weekly performances start at 7. Gates open at 5 with pre-rodeo entertainment and food trucks. July 13th is First Responders Night. Tickets are at the gate or www.hrresort.org. Thank you to Camping World, Dakota Discount RV, Midwest Campers, Jack's Campers, and Weathertight Exterior. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today, which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. 
Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, let's wrap this up on a Wednesday. Remember, the Pizza Ranch, two locations in Rapid City. They are getting ready to expand their Fun Zone Arcade, the grand opening coming up at the end of the month. Fun Zone Arcade is a great arcade. You go to the Pizza Ranch, enjoy the buffet. The kids just love the arcade. We do that. We load up the card. You're going to go. They're expanding it now. Great arcade at uh, the Pizza Ranch. Okay, coming up. By the way, it's Kids Day today. One child 12 and under eats free for every regular priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet tonight. The buffet open till 8. Dinner time of the Pizza Ranch Wednesday. Families, you'll love it. Um, who's hot and who's not on the Nate Brown Show brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Our friends at the Pizza Ranch in my who's hot category. Speaking of the kids, take the teams, take the crew. Oh, it's that time of year. What do we love? The West River Sub-District Little League Baseball Tournament. It's that time of year. Oh, we've had the Little League games on Fox Sports Rapid City over the years, so it's always uh, fun. There's something about it. Little League Baseball, the home for Rapid City. We've been to the Little League World Series. Will today mark the start? Anybody going to make that run? Sioux Falls is out there trying to say they're going to again, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Good luck to all the uh, West River teams, all the Rapid City teams as in the West River Sub-District Little League Baseball Tournament. Rapid City Canyon Lake hosting the state tournament coming up uh, next weekend. All right, Canyon Lake hosting the state tournament. Good luck to all the teams out there in progress right now. In our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, I, I just saw this. I'm sitting here. It said people are arguing today on Twitter this afternoon. There was a rainstorm last night at the Minnesota Twins game. I don't know if you saw this. It was, it was, yeah, it was raining. It was windy. It was a ton of rain. They rained it out last night. So now everybody, all the smart people, all the elitists, all these people are on Twitter saying, why don't the Twins have a roof over their stadium target field? The Minnesota Twins should have a roof over their field because they're like, Minnesota's got bad weather. Why, why don't they have a roof? Folks, have you ever been to target field mid-July? I have. Have you? Many of you probably have. Have all the smart guys on, the wise guys on Twitter, have they been there? So we get one downpour, we get a game canceled, and they act like, why don't those ding-dong Minnesota people have a roof over the state? Target field in the summer, looking over downtown, enjoying a nice Minnesota evening, it's a great, great experience. Leave it to the guys on Twitter to argue about dumb ideas. Back tomorrow at 4, the Nate Brown Show in the books. Thanks for listening. The podcast will be going up tonight. The Odd Couple's on right now.